What's going on everybody? It's your boy JVD and we're back at it again with another episode of the FPL and Wine podcast. What's up guys? Jason here. Banger of a game week. Uh, Jay, everyone's hitting 90 points, 100 points, 100 plus. Wow. Crazy opening uh, weekend, eh? Yeah, game week one in the books, dude. Uh, great preseason. I think we uh, we had some good good chats with uh, with our boy Nick and you know we recorded a couple ourselves um yeah a lot of big score lines um a lot of good talking points here um fpl is back man fpl is back uh let you want to just get into it let's talk about our talking points which is probably just going to be running through the games right yeah how'd you uh, do first man? recap yeah 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 i got 99 points i ripped nice. the triple cap trip on salah so that was salah. honestly the first time in like three years i've actually hit uh hit a triple cap so you know what this might just start becoming a yearly yearly thing first game week Salah's at home or actually honestly away this game but Salah at a relegation or a promoted team um yeah you know probably just gonna rip the triple cap on him from now on um Bruno also huge points um other than that not really much in in the rest of my team those two players basically carried me I got a six from Wilson and a couple cleans from uh, the Liverpool defenders um but yeah overall team's looking good I like uh like uh, how it's shaped up for game week one what about you how did you do um 91 points not bad yeah I read nice, that stat nice, where nice. Salah has scored in his last five opening uh weekend matches for the Premier League so I mean I think it should be a yearly thing every season you just cap Salah because at this rate he's just gonna always return for you on the opening uh match day weekend you can probably put money on him returning in every every week, man. Honestly, he's gonna he's just so good, man. That the we were watching the game together too. He had just got that that assist, and then uh, I left for the second half. And I know you probably were like crazy when he got that second assist, and then the goal to yeah, cap right it all after, off. man. Yeah, it was Come he on. was looking incredible, man. Like Liverpool, he could have had a hat trick too, though. Yeah, yeah, you saw yeah. Those volleys. Yep, that was he was just like he wanted he wanted goals, he wanted assists. He's just he's back, man. Mo is back. If we get a if we get a couple penalties for Liverpool too. It's going to be good. Good season to own uh, Salah. Uh, I thought Liverpool looked really good overall. Um, but yeah, let's go. How did you do uh, apart from you got 91? Uh, any other big returners other than Salah and Bruno? Yeah, just Ben Rama, man. Nice, dude. He got me 13, I believe 13. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, no, 12 points. So bonus? You got bonus I was kind well? of... Yeah, he got bonus. Um, Like, personally, uh, I had the double up in a couple of my tinkers, Antonio Benrama, but I didn't want to go all in because, I don't know, it's the, the beginning of the season, right? Yeah, yeah. But obviously, people for people that had that double up, definitely mm-hmm. 100 plus. Uh, yep. I think that was the, the breaking point. But sure, sure. no, I'm happy to have him. Um, I hope, I don't know if Antonio will be on pens going forward, but we'll get into that later. But yeah, just uh, I lost some of my cleans. Cancelo and both Digne didn't get cleans. Kind of mm-hmm. unlucky in a way because... Well, City had most of the ball, and then Everton made a mistake at the back, and then Tomiscus was on my bench. So, overall, decent. Um, Ings as well got me a goal, just like your Wilson. Yep. So yeah, man, it, it's it's good. Uh, now now the real kind of strategy begins. Uh, no more unlimited transfers. We got one transfer left. So or each week, sorry. So we'll see uh, what happens from here. Yep. Yep. For sure. Okay. Let's dig into the games. Uh, first game of the weekend was Brentford versus Arsenal. Um couple things that i noticed from this game um is first of all arsenal's the, their forward line was just a complete mess um they were able i thought they created quite a few like good opportunities and good they got themselves into pretty good positions but um because of the quality of the forwards i didn't feel like they were uh ever going to actually convert anything 
Um, and that kind of showed, right? Like they had like 20, 20 something shots, 22, I think it was not good ones really. Um, but Smith Rowe looked really lively. I thought, um, and Brentford's forwards, they can also do some good damage against guys. The, the, the combinations up top were really good. Um, what did you see there? Yeah, I I mainly just saw Tierney attacking, to be honest with you, uh, down that left. Oh, yeah, that he was, was putting good. a lot of crosses in. Now, for, unfortunately, both uh, Abba and Laka um, were, fell ill, I guess. I don't know, coincidentally or not, but like at the same time, right before their home opener, kind of raises some questions a little bit there. Because they were fine in preseason, so I don't know what happened. Um, in terms of Brentford, yeah, I mean, they got the result, which was good, but I still, per- personally for me, I still need some convincing. So I want to see how they do okay. against the smaller opponents first. Because like you said, Arsenal created okay. a lot of chances. So what happens if they go up against United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Spurs, like just bigger teams like that that can create more than them? They might concede. Yeah, and more, more clinical guys too, exactly. right? I think they're going to create... They're going to be good to captain against, I think, when you have uh, guys like Bruno Salah, uh, Lukaku now um, against them. They'll be they'll be good targets for captaincy. But uh, what about owning Tony? Yeah, so that's, the, I guess, the big question, right? 30% owned uh, striker, priced at 6.5. I thought he was okay. I mean, I found personally at times he was like, coming deep to get the ball sometimes right because he was could... like the he was like the playmaker out of the two yeah it was it was interesting and the other guy Embuemo, i i believe yep. his name is he yeah, was yeah. the one that was kind of getting forward but hey man I'll, I'll give it a few more weeks see how he does i mean there's definitely goals in him i think his next couple of fixtures are looking good but mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know i don't know what to say about him like what are your thoughts he did okay i guess yeah, nothing to really complain about uh, on an fpl perspective he got his minutes um i mean he's on pen around so Exactly. He was in and around everything Brentford were doing. I have no complaints uh, for now owning him. Um, shouldn't be a problem. I do like the look of Smith Rowe, though, at 5.5. Uh, same thing we were saying all preseason. Once he get once they get those strikers in, um, he's their first choice, number 10. He should be getting quite a few assists and a couple of goals pitched in throughout the season. Yep, I agree. I like Smith Rowe a lot, too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, United leads, 5-1. Bruno wow. Patrick. <laughs> hey, hey, guys. Penendez? Is, is his name Penendez still or what? Yeah, dude, I can't believe it, man. United getting three penalties in one game. Ridiculous. Um, but Pogba, Pogba looked really good. Pogba looked awesome. Team looked good. Pogba looked amazing, man. Four assists. Um, quick question, is he an FPL option then? Um, I would still say no, just on the basis that um, United have so much like versatility in the squad that there's always a chance that he goes and plays deeper for a game, goes and plays as a number six or like uh, more so in the holding mid. Uh, section um, and that just reduces assist potential a lot but um, I thought Greenwood looked amazing man that's the one I'm really looking at Uh, first half not that good but when that flurry of goals was going in right after halftime uh, Greenwood was uh, in and around everything like making good runs Uh, that finish was awesome and I mean yeah I don't know what else what else Bruno Bruno did regular things yeah regular things for Bruno amazing hat trick man amazing hat trick Loved it, loved it. Uh, just defensively speaking on United, I mean, they seem pretty sound. It's just they scored, they got, con- they conceded a good goal. However, they didn't press Ailing, right? Which allowed him, yeah, gave yeah. him the space to, to bury that shot. Nevertheless, a For good sure. shot. But, you know, don't be too concerned about United's clean sheet possibilities. I still think they're very good defensively. Moran is still yet to come in, right? Exactly. There's that too. Um, I also want to speak on Leeds. Now, just because they lost 5-1 to United doesn't mean doesn't mean that Leeds options are bad if you look at their fixture run it's actually the best out of every team in the Premier League so far um so I would say if you have Rafinha even if or Bamford definitely hold but I would actually look at considering the double up as well 
Bamford yeah, and Rafinha sure. because their fixture run is very very good. Um, like they, they it's saying that um their harder fixtures are against Everton and Liverpool. Well, they scored three goals against Liverpool last season, and well, they beat Everton. So I don't know. I mean, I would I would definitely keep the faith in the, those guys. Yeah, I still have uh, Rodrigo, right? I picked him up in part of my preseason team or game week one team. Um, he only got half the game, so probably going to look to ship him out a couple weeks from now. Um, but, I mean, I still want to give it, at least see if he gets a full 90 next game, you know, a little bit of an easier fixture. Um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Awesome. Moving on to Chelsea Crystal Palace. Look who's back, Lukaku. Yep. Yep, yep. I yep. mean, he didn't play, sorry, but I'm just it's just he's just a big aspect of fantasy now, Very right? exciting, man. Very exciting to to see him. Jay, in. what's your plan regarding this player because do you have a plan to bring him in? Are you going to wait it out see 2-3 weeks how he's doing, how Tuchel wants him? Is he going to get rotated? So many questions around this player and how he affects FPL in general. Definitely. That's I think that the the rotation is the main thing. Uh, I think we saw today that you really still can't really trust anyone on the team. I was expecting someone like Havertz to be uh, in the lineup, but nowhere to be seen. Um, I guess only Mount is the only one who's really an option again. Same thing as last year. Even guys like Chilwell, who I thought was like his like the first choice at left back. Um, Alonso's playing really well, so like I don't know is is he just gonna dump him out? It's still gonna be fifty fifty. Like who knows? Um, really, the only one who I would say is pretty nailed is Aspi. Um, same thing as last year, I guess. So Aspi and Mount still the. The two main guys but those guys aren't really explosive fantasy options right so um i don't know who do you go for do you want to do you want to i think for lukaku it's more of a wait and see as well um if he is in that as p mount category of being nailed or is he just going to get treated the same way as every other player apart from those two and uh get rotated what do you think i think he gets rotated as well i i don't think that there's enough quality there right like... yeah yeah and you have champions league you have other things tuchel Tuchel will rotate. He rotates his defenders too. So he even rotated his goalkeepers in the Super Cup final. He brought on yeah, Depa for the penalty. Exactly, so it's like, exactly. I don't know if I want to invest in a player that's 11.5. Even though he's going to be scoring goals, I know he's going to be scoring goals. But why would I invest in something like that if he's going to get rotated? When you have Antonio banging in, Ings, Bamford will probably come to life, Tony, Wilson. You have all these guys that are starting every single match. They don't have, they don't have to compete for other cups like Lukaku. They're not as expensive as Lukaku so I don't know I have to wait and see yeah I think we got to give it a couple weeks once he's uh, actually in the lineup and see uh see if that's the case but having said that though I don't want to be late on that Lukaku train at all like that's something that I don't want to happen because if I miss that I could be behind in like most of my mini leagues yeah I think picking up the fixture runs will be really important with that when you can kind of see okay they don't have uh Champions League for the next two three weeks can we bring in Lukaku is he gonna play um we'll, we'll just have to see that when it comes uh, i don't i'm not in a rush though i would say for sure yeah but i'm not like kidding you his next two games are against arsenal liverpool if he starts both he's definitely scoring in both yo he's gonna bully arsenal man he's gonna bully arsenal and personally i don't know about you but did you think van dyke was van dyke no i guess not you can never be the same player you once were before an injury but i mean he played norwich man you're going up against lukaku uh, it's gonna be different yeah man. there's a different big big gap between pookie Puki and Lukaku, I would say for sure. Um, he was they were they were absolutely <laughs> no Matip and Matip and VVD uh, winning headers against Puki all night. Um, they were really dominant that game. But yeah, I think Lukaku is a different different prospect for those guys, and we should we should see a completely different battle there. Yeah, because if you bring him in now, the fixture run until game week eleven is very good. The only hard teams are Spurs in game week five, and then I guess City eventually in game week six. In game week six, but even then, man, this guy's fixture proof, right? 
I would say so, yeah. Um, again, the rotation is the problem, but um, it's going to be really interesting to see and have those games as scouting um, for if he's playing every minute and, uh, like, I guess how he looks in part of the system. And then lastly, uh, Chalaba, the, the defender. Uh, big differential, right? I don't think anybody picked him up. No, not really. I don't. I don't even see him named. He's five million, fourteen points. Yeah, yeah, that's a solid, solid, uh, solid pickup. Um, I mean, again, it's just the rotation, right? James came in like halfway through the game. Is that correct? I believe so. So yeah. something like sixteen. Yeah. Minutes. So like, there's a yeah, lot of questions around Chelsea. Minutes. It's just rotation. So I guess stay away from them for now, right? Yeah, I would. I would. I would agree. Yeah. Moving on to Everton and the Saints. Uh, Everton taking that game 3-1. What are your thoughts on that game? Um, I think Everton are pretty helped there by Southampton being just absolutely terrible. Um, and if you give guys like Richarlison and DCL as many chances as they had, uh, you see what happens, right? And the the goal was a fluke, too. I think Southampton are just awful men. I think they're going to be a really good team to target throughout the year. And guess who they play next? Everton. Yeah. Le- uh, Leeds. Oh, okay, so. okay. That's uh, that's great. Oh yeah, Southampton playing United, but um, in terms of Everton, man, dude, Rich looked really good. DCL still got his goal. Like he's become that player that even if you play for a new manager, it doesn't matter. He's still gonna be a like. Yeah, he's always an deep, option. Try dude. and get that goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My question to you is because I have Digne. What like, I don't know. Uh, I got him because he's always like a pretty consistent FPL pick. You know what you're gonna get. He's gonna start under any manager regardless, but. Do I keep him? What do you think about Rafa Benitez in terms of his defensive tactics? Um, do I look elsewhere and kind of free up some money for myself? Um, honestly, I, I like I said, I think Southampton were so bad that you can't really put, um, you can't really judge how Everton were defensively that well. But in terms of the attack, I think it's really good for Dinier because it seems like the the main instruction is just get the ball into the box to the feet of or the head of DCL and Richarlison, and the best player to do that on their team is Dinier. So I think they're that he's still a really good option moving forward. Awesome. Uh, anything else you're looking at from that game, or is that those are the three guys? No, right? that's that's about it. Those are the three main guys, I would say. Um, I really like the price of uh, Richarlison, by the way. 7.5, like 7. 5, 5, right? man. Yeah. Definitely looking at him um, as on my watch Dude, list. Dude, the crazy thing is you can rotate so much in that bracket, it's unbelievable this mm-hmm. season. Yeah, you can just be swapping in and out for sure. Moving on to Leicester Wolves. I guess what appeared to be a boring game, you never know, man. I mean, Wolves' new manager, Leicester, uh, had majority of the ball. What are your thoughts on this game, Jay? Um, I thought Wolves, like, they played pretty well. They played pretty compactly and uh, kept it together. They just didn't really have much uh, going forward. Adama did well carrying the ball and stuff, but his end product is just really non-existent. He can't, like, when some of those shots that he was having, they were, like, opportunities where if it was, like, a better striker of the ball, like, that shit should be buried. But um, yeah, it's just there's no end product there. Um, but I think when like guys like Neto and stuff come back, um, they they should be a really solid team. Uh, what about Leicester? Um, Vardy scored the goal assist from Pereira. I mean, a lot of people had Barnes, right? So yeah, I was one of them. Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, he had a chance. Uh, I I think he'll be fine going forward. I, I mean, think there was a lot of lot of opportunities for him to combine with Vardy, right? He was making good runs through those channels and stuff. Um, one of those, one Keep of those little Keep chip balls. I think so too. Yeah, one of those little chip balls from Vardy. Uh, find his feet. He should be should be able to get quite a few points. And like vice versa, right? Mm-hmm. He's stretching the defense, be able to cut it back for uh, Vardy and uh, Daka and Nacho. Should be able to get some points there. I don't want to don't want to jump to any conclusions with him. 
I like Ricardo though. I think that's a nice little pick. Uh, he's back. He's he like took the full season off last season, and he's back. He got a nice assist. I don't know if you saw the assist. Yep, he's ready to go. Went through two guys. Yeah, man, and he's five five. He's not like he's six. So I don't know. Could be a good option. Uh bro, I'm happy that you told me not to go without Amarte, uh, buddy. He didn't look that good. Number one, number two, Vestergaard's back in the game. So Vestergaard was looking good too on some of those long balls yeah. and stuff. Just his. Uh, yeah, his... he's not he's not holding that position, and I'm I'm just happy that I didn't invest there because that would have been a mess trying to go up. Like you can't really go down from that, right? Yeah, so. it would have to be a swap out on wildcard probably, and I don't know. You don't want to carry someone getting a zero for all those weeks. Okay, uh, moving on to the next game of the weekend, which was Watford Villa, which I think surprised a lot of people, right? Um, yeah, it was a it was a good game, man. Uh, Watford looking good in attack. Um, Villa kind of a little bit toothless, right? Um, Ings owners got blessed with that late pen, eh? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, really late. I didn't watch the game, but it seemed like Watford were kind of in control a little bit. But then uh, Ashton Villa were like scraping back slowly. So at least they're showing a little bit of uh, grit and fight in them. Yeah, I mean, still scoring two goals from being down. Definitely, uh, definitely a good sign. Um, Honestly, dude, I think one thing we can just mention right now is that the home fans made a big difference. We can see all these gigantic home results um, for, well, like Watford beating Villa. Um, you don't, that was not really what we expected. Um, and I think they were definitely boosted by the home crowd being around. Yeah, I think so too. I think so. Did you too. think Sar, Sar looked good um, from what you saw? Yeah, man. And uh, I was watching um, Let's Talk FPL guy. He had Ben Foster on. And Ben yeah, Foster yeah. was literally saying Sar is going to be a really good pick this year, which he is. I'm sure he is. I just don't know how much I trust Watford in general. That's all. Because there's other picks at six million as well. Right. Right. Okay. But um, I thought he looked good, man. I thought he looked good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, moving on. Uh, Norwich versus Liverpool. Liverpool wrapped it up three nothing. We talked about Salah a little bit. Um, did you think Jota uh, was a good, good, good pick, good player? Uh, anyone else? Uh, Mane's option there, and um, the 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 left back, right, Simikas, who is four I think um, Simicast and Salah are good. Trent did well as well. But I don't know if Jota's still worth it. Of course, he's good, and he's playing on Liverpool. Um, but once once again, they're playing against Norwich, number one. Number two is I don't know if their midfield will be able to create enough for them this season. Against the bigger teams, you mean? Yes, because they're going to be overly reliant on Mane, Jota, Salah. But like sometimes in, against the bigger the teams, like you said... Chelsea, United, um, City, and stuff. I don't know if they're gonna get. I don't know if they're gonna win those games. Like, just to be honest. So. Yep. Yep. Like the triple up. I mean, for now it's okay, but I think Salah, Trent are the main picks, and then you just leave it at that because you can always go down from Jota and get one of the six million budget midfielders. There's a lot right now that are good. We just mentioned Sar. Uh, we're gonna get to Benrama. Uh, other guys as well. Smith Rowe. Like, there's a lot of value in those guys that can help free up some money for Lukaku, Kane, etc. Yeah, I'd say Simikaz is a big example of one of those value guys too, right? He's basically performing like as a 6.0. If you're on Liverpool playing every week, you're probably going to be pressed. And he was like getting forward six. too, man. Exactly, yeah. And on all corners and stuff, he should be He should be a good pick. Um, I mean, until Robbo gets back for sure. And maybe even after that, who knows? He could keep his place. Um, let's just briefly touch on Norwich and how they played against Liverpool. They didn't play that bad, man. The scoreline doesn't say everything. I, I don't disagree. I just think that um, this, the the quality of the defenders at the top, when when you have Puki coming up against, basically anyone any team in the league is going to have basically bigger and faster center backs than him. You know, 
it's hard for him to find that space even though the midfield i thought played really well they were keeping possession pretty good yeah gilmore looks like a nice little uh enabler in any fa- fantasy team four or five is probably gonna start and then two other players i liked was todd cantwell and milot Rishika. He he looked pretty good too they're both the wingers for norwich so just keep an eye on them they're both five five so just uh i don't know norwich are they're an interesting team i hope they learned their lesson but we'll see we'll see as time goes on maybe they grind and get some results yep yep um for sure uh west ham versus newcastle is our next game game of the weekend yeah i i wasn't here for this um so you're gonna have to catch me up on today's game so sunday's games yeah so i mean your boy wilson kicked things off with a nice goal um, I think him and St. Maximin were very, very good today, especially St. Max, man. This guy, he was turning Dawson inside out, making him look left and right, putting balls in, taking on guys. He's a striker now. I think he's 6'5", and then Wilson's 7'5", correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, uh, Newcastle scored first. Uh, then Cresswell got a nice little goal. Uh, kind of the, the decision went to VAR, but it went in, so 1-1. Um, Newcastle score again, threw a cross. Murphy headers it in. And then West Ham just respond. They go down 2-1 in the half. And then when they come out, come back out, three goals. Um, Antonio, Suchek, and Ben Rama. Ben Rama, big differential for me. And I think for many other FPL managers, this guy got 12 points. He's looking really good, playing in the pocket, can play out wide. Um, he's connecting well with Antonio. Antonio missed the pen, though, which is something to take note of. Will he take the next one? I'm not Maybe sure. Maybe it goes to Ben Rama, dude, or Cresswell. So I was talking to one of my friends that are West Ham fans. He doesn't think that. Yeah, I don't think it's going to go to Declan because Declan missed as well. I'm hoping it's Ben Rama. Like, I hope, but we'll see. Cresswell, too, could be a good one. But something to note. Yeah, those two guys are definitely on my watch list. I mean, my debate preseason was between Wilson and Antonio. Um, I mean, obviously, Antonio edged it today quite a bit. But um, those are definitely two guys that I'm looking at in terms of bringing in for the next few few game weeks, Antonio Benrama. And personally for me, West Ham, very good team. They did extremely well today. And I'm, of course, a little bit, it's unlucky not to have that double up because I know we, we both were kind of looking at Antonio Benrama, et cetera. But for sure, for sure. there will come a time in the season where these guys don't perform because they're going to be competing for Europa. And I don't want to get too sucked into them. Like, I'm happy with Benrama. Okay. Uh, Antonio, he looked good, man. Of course he looked good, but I mean, I'd rather invest in someone like Bamford because they just play for the title. They're in the league. They don't, they're not really competing for anything else, and they have the better fixture on. Okay, those are good reasons. Yeah. Um. So you're saying like, no, don't don't over overcommit to West Ham at the moment. You're basically saying, right? yeah, yeah, just don't take this result. It was a good result, but the their schedule is gonna get packed, and we'll see. We'll do you see think, how it is. Do you like, think they got blessed? One. Do you think they got blessed a little bit by having Newcastle as their opposition? uh how i guess newcastle's defense was just getting oh newcastle was home i think newcastle was home today too so west ham and brighton were the only two teams that won away so liverpool as well yeah so you got to give credit where credit's due but i don't know just going forward just stick with the one asset if you want to double up you can but i think it's not a good long-term move unless you want to play the wild card okay okay yeah i'll keep that in mind i'll probably be bringing in one of them i mean before the end of the season for sure those guys are going to be in my team i can tell you that lastly Spurs City. Spurs seem to have won one nothing. Uh, again, didn't watch this game, but uh, what did you see from both teams? Um, so City had majority of the ball. They possessed, cre- tried to create, didn't really create. I mean, and it's hard to say that because you have Grealish, Sterling in there, Mares. But I don't know. They had majority of the ball. It's typical City performance, but they couldn't find that final pass. It was kind of lacking. And then every time they would lose the ball, bro, I'm telling you, Stevie... 
uh, Lucas and Son would hit them on the counter, and they actually looked very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. So I think if you don't have Son or don't have enough, like I said in preseason, invest in either Stevie or Lucas. I think Lucas edges it for me and is worth that extra 0.5 because to me, he's a bit more nailed than Stevie. Um, because if, let's say, Kane comes back, then Stan will get pushed to the left. At least if you have Lucas, you don't have to worry about that. But both are good. I didn't see as much from Deli Alley, so low-key happy I didn't really start with him because I did have him for a while in my draft. But I definitely think the wingers are good. I think all wingers under, under Nuno are good. Sun, Sun is crazy too, bro. I mean, this guy always scores, no matter what. Yeah, he really does, man. It proof. looks like he had five shots in total, um, a bunch from like around the top of the box. Uh, the goal... Was it a banger, dude? Because it shows that it oh, was yeah, in a yeah, really yeah. awkward position. Yeah, like Bergwijn played him out wide, one-on-one with Nathan Ake. I think out of all defenders, you want to be one-on-one with Nathan Ake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nathan he just, just ate him up. He eh? cut, cut in on his left, and then nice little finesse, R1. Circle. Nice, man. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. Um, Bro, my question to you is I have Cancelo. Uh, any thoughts on like just him in general? Hold him because he could get rotated. Of course, I'm going to hold him. He plays Norwich next, but... There is value in selling him and creating some more money for myself. Like, I have Digne and Cancelo. I think I have to sell one of them at some point. I just don't know which one. Um, I'm just looking at the, the like, XG map thing. It says that Cancelo assisted a pretty big chance for Ferran Torres, which was yeah, a really big probably. chance. Um, and it looks like he was assisting, or, like, a lot of the shots that were around... Uh, like three, yeah. four, five shots. Two unlucky was... cleans. That two unlucky cleans gone for sure. Okay, okay. So then you say it, he had majority of the ball and yeah. So there you go. So if that's the case, I would say Cancel is definitely still worth holding on to. Um, what did you think about Mares? Because it looks like he had a big chance as well that was missed. Bro, bro, he had a big chance that he missed. Man, I don't know what happened. It was on his left too. I thought he scored, but it went wide. So. Yeah, according to the predictions, that he should have won two one. Um, that's what that's what the the stats are telling me. But I mean. Yeah, I guess you're saying you're saying Spurs played pretty well defensively, though. Bro, I mean they did okay. I just think like they they got quality on the counter, man. Lucas okay. and Stevie and Son looked really good together. If you had, okay. the only problem Kane was, back. yeah, and also Spurs like sometimes when they were getting uh, pressed too much, they would kick it up, but no, like they didn't have anyone to bring it down. Diaz was like literally always winning winning it over Son, right? So that's what the only thing that they were lacking. Hold up, but you have that if Kane's back, right? Yeah. So I think Lucas is the value pick in that squad. If okay. anyone's looking for a Spurs asset, I think Wait, what about it's going to be hard to have 90 minutes for him. Um, I didn't see enough from him today, to be honest with you. So it's hard to say. Like Lucas performed like top notch against City, the best team. So I imagine against teams that are weaker than City, I'm sure he's going to do well. They play Wolves next, so that's going to be a good match to watch. Okay, sounds good. Um, Yeah, as, as what I can see is um, Ali didn't even assist or uh, take any shots. Uh, so that's not good. Not very good. But yeah, you're saying Lucas is the one to, to have a look at, eh? Yeah, if you can't afford Sun, but obviously Sun's the main man. Okay, for sure, for sure. Yeah, you wanted to talk about the home advantage, right? Yeah, I think I think I touched on that a little bit. Um, I mean, it is more apparent than ever now, though. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Um, it, it looks like fans coming. I mean, I think it'll last a little bit. It's not going to be like the whole season you're going to get a blowout every time at home, but um, especially when you have a guy like Chelsea versus Palace, or I guess... Next week, Liverpool, Burnley, uh, City versus Norwich. You definitely want to be targeting those fixtures, I would say. Uh, moving on to differentials, transfers, and then captaincy. Jay, any players that you want our uh, listeners to keep an eye out for for game week two? Um, I mean, the Ben Rama shout is a pretty obvious one. I think he's going to be not a differential within like a couple of weeks. Um, but definitely love 
love him as an option and um Mbuemo and Brentford as well solid pick uh what about you um so I know yeah I kind of like Adama for some reason I just think he's gonna before when he played under Nuno remember how he would just keep coming off the bench like Nuno would use him as a super sub almost right but this new manager yeah. he's got Jimenez at the top and he's got two attacking mids Trincao and Adama I think either of them could be good differentials but I just like Adama because he's so strong so fast and he he might put up better numbers this season than most people expect. So I think keep an eye out for Adama. He could be very good under under the new manager. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Um, I'm just trying to think of any other big talking point. You like the Watford striker, uh, Emmanuel Dennis, right? Yeah, I think he should be. He five should million? be an okay pick. I mean, for uh, for five million, like if you need to start funneling money to get guys like Lukaku or a third premium in midfield. Um, he's definitely a good way to chop some money. Like I could do Rodrigo down to him or something like that. Obviously I need to give it a couple of games, make sure that he's actually like playing well and like is going to be nailed. Um, but yeah, definitely going to keep an eye out for him. Um, it's a good, it's a good team structure move having a 5.0 striker, uh, in the team as like your third striker option. So definitely going to keep an eye out on that. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm just going to shout out Lucas Mora one more time. Uh, he plays against Wolves. 6-5 once again and I'm gonna I'm really gonna be looking at those that game just to see the how the midfielders do because I have Barnes right now and although he's a good player and I expect big things from him I can always downgrade and uh put that extra 1 million somewhere else yeah for sure so with that said uh what is your transfer plans are you gonna you're gonna make any moves or just gonna watch the next week unfold I'm gonna watch the next week unfold and then have two transfers just in case I need to get in Lukaku right away Okay, yeah, I think I'm probably going to do the same. I'm um, just looking at my team next week. Uh, the options are pretty good, man. Guys like Mares at Norwich, uh, or home Norwich, Bruno, Southampton, Salah, Burnley. Definitely. Yeah, so who's your who's your bench right now? Just so I kind of... Uh, my bench is Ailing, Everton, uh, White at Chelsea, and Gibbs White at Spurs. So those guys are going to stick on my bench. Everyone who's a starter is definitely a starter next week as well. Yeah, Barnes and Mares definitely on the chopping block. Those guys are... I swear I pick these guys up every year. They never seem to perform for me. Um, but I want to give it maybe three weeks or so. Uh, just give them some games. And as well, Rodrigo, right? 45 minutes this week. Um, not really sure I want to hold him long term. Definitely a bit of a punt and uh, easy way to make up some money by downgrading him a little bit. Yeah, Barnes is coming up against Sufal this weekend so or next weekend. So That should be that should actually be a really good game. I would like uh, that. It's a good scouting game because I, I would say both teams are pretty evenly matched, yeah. right? Uh, just for my team, I have... Samikas, Samikas, Samikas. I have him and Digne on my bench, and Whoa, I'm starting Cancelo Barnes. Oh dang, okay. So obviously Cancelo, you start. He's playing Norwich at home, but do I drop Barnes for Samikas? Because I have, <sighs> dude, I would honestly. I'm starting Rafa. It, I'm starting Rafa. I don't want to start Digne and Rafa. It makes no sense. They're playing against each other. Just okay. I would. Go I would maybe start Barnes and bench Rafa then again. Because I mean, actually, oh, I don't know. Really? I don't know. I don't know. It's tough, dude. Because I mean, we know Leeds can score against anyone, and Everton are included yeah. in that. So. He almost scored. He should have scored against United. I don't know if you saw his chance where he put it wide, Rafa. Yeah, yeah, I don't, for sure. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'm. I'm still not convinced on Liverpool's defense. Actually, <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, I think if Norwich can create against them and have a couple of chances, so can any team. And Burnley are, you know, they could expose Liverpool on set piece and just nick a goal back. Having said that, though, uh, I, I would say the odds are odds are more close to Simikas getting a clean than uh, yeah, one of those and other he guys could also a get a return too. Exactly. Yeah, those those uh, attacking set pieces were going to be good for boosting his points. A oh yeah, bit more I forgot too. he's on corners, right? So, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so maybe. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Either Rafinha or Barnes will be on my bench, and I guess Simikas has to be start. So, 
Yeah, man. Okay. Um, and then anything else on your transfers, or is that good? No, that's about it. Um, what about your captaincy the next week? I think there's, I mean, your main two options, right? Salah, Bruno. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm looking at Ings too. Jeez, dude, that's that's ballsy, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like it's fine, whatever. Uh, Newcastle conceded four today, so you give Ings a couple chances against this team, he's gonna put a pass, but. Of course, right now it's on Salah. My advice is on Bruno. So it's nice, nice. Yeah, um, I'm gonna captain Bruno. I think um, the I just like the idea of uh, United against the Southampton team should be creating a lot of chances. Um, I hope Ralph is playing as naively as he did last year because could see another five, six, whatever goal uh, banger. Dude, honestly, United are a huge team to own in fantasy this year. I I want to consider bringing in Greenwood really heavily. Um, I mean, I think we've scored the most five or more goal games. Since Ole's been in the Premier League, I could be wrong, but that's just that's just how I, I think about it. Um, so with that said, yeah, I want as many opportunities to get points out of United as possible. Because um, the thing is that the, the team always like presses on, you know, they're never satisfied with just getting a 3-1 lead, a 4-1 lead. Like the more goals are always on the horizon there. So definitely want as many opportunities for that as possible. Okay, man. I mean, honestly, it was like one of the best uh first game weeks in fantasy in memory right yeah man like it was crazy i was just happy to i told myself that just beat like 62 or 67 from previous year and i ended up getting like 90 plus we both do i don't think we could have asked for more um even for you triple cap chip paid off i'm really happy yeah man it would have been shitty if that thing didn't work man um it would have been really shitty but no, I think it was a ballsy, like, not, you could even argue it was a ballsy call. It, it made sense, but, like, first game week of the season. But that was a great call uh, from you, so congrats to that. And, yeah, man, uh, you know, we're just going to keep potting for you guys. Uh, more game weeks to come. And, yeah, any 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 uh, final remarks, Jay? No, man, good, good start to the season. Let's get it. Keep the consistency going. Uh, keep making good decisions in fantasy. And, uh, yeah, should get should get a good rank at the end of the year. Let's do it. There you have it, folks. Another episode in the books. I'm your co-host, Johnny. This is Jason. And this is the FPL and Wine Podcast. Signing off. Peace.